Hi, I'm Kevin Hines with a FitSpeak Express interview feature. If you're new to the world of endurance sports, one of the first pieces of advice that you may have heard is to hydrate, 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 which for many workouts under an hour simply means to drink some water. But as you get more into your sport, be that running or cycling or triathlon, your body is going to require more than just water, especially if you're exercising intensely or you're doing it in hot weather. And while the world's first widely known sports drink came out of some lab at the University of Florida in the 1960s, the latest chapter in the development of sports nutrition is being written in Pitt Meadows. Yes, indeed, just down the low-heat highway in Pitt Meadows is the home of F2C Nutrition. F2C makes a wide range of sports nutritional products that they say are athlete-focused and science-driven. In this FitSpeak Express interview, Kevin Hines speaks with founder and owner of F2C, Greg Cohen, about his motivation for starting the company, the products he's developed, and the athletes he works with. So Greg, can you tell us why you started your company? Well, you know, I've been in the industry for about 35 years, and, you know, I looked at a lot of different brands, and I raced Ironman back, you know, in the early 2000s, and I had a real challenge with nutrition. You know, I, I understood nutrition, but at that point, there was really, I found nothing good, nothing that really worked for me. And then talking to people, there was just a real lack of quality nutrition out there. So when you say nothing good, what do you mean by that? Well, nothing that would that would absorb. You know, I think it was a common problem that I think a lot of athletes still have is that, you know, they get into that bike, you know, they try to hammer down as much, you know, calories and nutrition as they can, and they get on to the run course and GI issues start. And that's what I experienced, you know, as an athlete when I was doing it, you know, I had constant GI issues. I couldn't find things that actually absorbed, things that actually worked for my body. So that was kind of the, the incentive to get something, you know, being in the industry, I thought I could make something that would actually work if I, we put our minds to it. And it has so far. Another question, um, F2C, rebrand of PhD Fitness. Um, what's the reason for the rebranding? Well, you know, it's kind of a funny story. You know, we started PhD about 15 years ago, and it was predominantly built uh, in Europe. My partner was based out of the UK. And in that time, you know, 15 years ago, we started and we focused a lot on, um, on rugby, um, football, or soccer as we know it, um, bodybuilding, more of those European-style team sports. And um, we do very, very well in that category in Europe. You know, we supply Man U and Arsenal and a number of those major um you know, international teams in those categories, but we were never able to tap into the, the endurance market over there. The endurance guys would look at it and go, you know, you're the, the rugby company, you're the soccer company, how could you possibly make anything for me? And, you know, we worked on that for, for several years trying to tap into that European market and it just didn't work. And uh, we kind of sat down and, you know, at the end of last year and decided, you know, a strategy and we decided on a name change. We're going to do it as a, you know, more of a three-year rebranding where we would kind of separate out the endurance category from PhD. And then we just made the decision, you know, going into, um, you know, last year we were the official nutrition provider, the official recovery partner for uh, the Ironman 70.3 World Championships in Australia. And as we were coming into that race, we thought, you know, we just, we have such a global market coming to this race. You know, we needed to make sure that we branded properly. And we just weren't able to get any traction with PhD as an endurance brand. So we decided to make the, the change and move F2C as the endurance part. So you say you've been involved with this uh, industry for about 35 years. What did you do before then? 
Um, pretty much that was school. That was high school. It was it was my part time job. You know, um, as it's probably even longer. I was like I was twelve years old. You know, my best friend's parents owned a health food distribution company, and we used to get off the bus. You know, at, at the end of school, and we'd repack you know eggs into cartons and label cheese and you know, help pick orders and things like that. So that was my part-time job, you know, from 12 years, I think I was 12 years old. And I kind of did that all the way through my schooling. And then, um, you know, kind of a long time, I was, I was actually going to be a police officer. I've told this to a couple of guys, you know, that are, are cops, you know, and we had these funny conversations about that. And I, that's what I was going to do. I took all my schooling to, to get into policing and got accepted in university, you know, in criminology for policing. And Back in those days, they had uh, cadet programs for um, for students where they could get involved with with the police departments, and uh, I applied at all of them, and I got turned down at all of them. And they said, you know, we really liked you, but you've got way too many speeding tickets. You know, so I had to look for a new job. So I I liked the industry, I always liked the people in this natural product industry. So I, I started, you know, a distribution company out of the back of my minivan in Ontario um, at eighteen. You know, and I, I got to ask so. Um the distribution end is, is, is interesting, but do you have any good stories to tell us about the mad scientist or the mad chemist at work with some, some of your early concoctions and how well or perhaps how not so well they worked? Yeah, it, it was a long process, you know, and like I said, I've been in the manufacturing part of it now for, for 32 years. And, um, you know, we've had some really good successes, you know, and, and I am truly the mad scientist. You know, I, I design, you know, about 90% of our products. I'm not the best flavoring guy. You know, I've got people that do that. But, you know, the main formulas and the development of the technology and the patents and the formulas are stuff that I do. And, um, we, you know, we've had some really good successes. We've got some great patents. You know, we've developed some really unique products, you know, for other categories. You know, we have a patent for um, a nutrition delivery system that was um, studied on uh, cancer patients going through chemo and radiation to be able to deliver nutrients into their systems. That was a technology that we've now adapted into one of our race products, you know, that we use for racing now. So so you own your own company and have for quite some time being a, uh, your own boss, so to speak, advantages and disadvantages. Uh, what's an average day look like for you? Well, you know, because of a global company and where we, we live here, you know, I work typically work late into the night. You know, I deal with Australia. We have a, a warehouse in Australia as well. So I'm typically dealing with Australia up until about 11 o'clock or midnight, you know. So typically it's, you know, up in the morning, you know, East Coast time. So, you know, the phone starts ringing at 5 o'clock here. And um, when sleep? That short window, that five-hour <laughs> window or six-hour window in between. So the, the best sleep is when I travel because then nobody can find me. <laughs> so. Um, so you've been involved in athletics before. We're talking a bit about your early experiences in Ironman in the early 2000s. Uh, growing up, uh, what sorts of sports were you into? Growing up, it was more football. You know, where I grew up in, in southern Ontario, you know, triathlon really wasn't a thing. You know, that's really until I came out here, you know, in, uh, in like the late 90s before I really even really saw much in triathlon. So I played football, you know, as a younger person. I was involved in auto racing. I raced cars for, for many years. Um, that was kind of a passion. You know, I guess that's how I got all so many speeding tickets, I'm guessing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it was mostly football growing up. And, you know, I never really I never really ran until I came out here, you know, and it was just it's, it's so beautiful. There's lots of places to run here. And so your first place uh, in the lower mainland was Maple Ridge area? Mission, yeah. I, I moved, that's where we moved to uh, when I came from Ontario, you know, um, back in, in the 90s when, you know, the economy was horrible in Ontario and everybody left. And um, 
we uh, we had actually dis the distribution company at that point, and uh, we were looking at expanding. And uh, funny story, I'd actually hired a sales rep from Ontario, moved him out here uh, right before one of the trade shows, and we had a great trade show. And you know, then I would call, and I could never get a hold of the guy. You know, he would never answer his phone. It would always be four or five hours later he would finally respond. And this went on for months, and we could see the sales were dropping. So basically I got in the car, you know, I, I flew out, you know, got in a rental car, parked in front of his house and waited for him, you know, and I'm watching him load his golf clubs into the trunk of his car. And uh, I called him and he finally answered his phone. He said, oh, I'm just downtown, you know, a really busy day, just getting some samples for somebody, you know, I, I really got to go. And I said, hey, you know, turn around, Victor. And I waved to him oh and, and then I fired Victor. Busted. Yeah, busted. So uh, that was my first time I'd ever left the corridor between, you know, the airport and the convention center. I'd never, you know, been out of that area, out of the lower mainland. And um, so his his Monday was due to go to the Kootenays. That he was due to be in Nelson on the Monday morning. So... I got in my rental car and, um, you know, I got my map out and, and started driving east. And I was just blown away. Just, you know, coming from Ontario, it was just so different. It was just so beautiful. And, you know, sitting in Ainsworth Hot Springs in a hot tub, you know, looking over the glacier-fed lake and the snow-capped mountains. And there's gray, snowy, cold Ontario. It, was, it wasn't a hard sell, uh -huh. you know. And uh, we basically moved out, you know, shortly after that. We opened up a warehouse out here and a manufacturing plant here. So at the time you were a little bit into running or was that something no. that came in once you moved to Mission? Yeah, it was really more after that. You know, when I first came out, you know, we, uh, I commuted back and forth a lot. You know, the, the main business was in Ontario. So I was back and forth, you know, I was two weeks in Ontario, two weeks out here. A lot of traveling. It was really, it wasn't until I actually sold the distribution company in, in late 2000 and, you know, semi-retired for a short period of time mm -hmm. that I actually got into running uh, for lack of nothing else to do. How did you make the transition from running to doing an Ironman? Yeah, it's funny. Just the people I was hanging out with. Uh, the run club, you know, was um, out of Peninsula Runners in White Rock is where I started running, you know, and, and the coach that I had there. And a lot of the people going to that run club were doing triathlons, you know, and they said, well, you should, you should come riding. So, you know, I, I bought a bike and started riding and, you know, just it just seemed like a, it was a great thing. There was great people. And, you know, a few of the friends that I had at that point, you know, that are, are still friends today are, you know, got me involved in it. Friends like who? Uh, Jim Hines. Uh, I think he works with um, with BC, BC Athletics, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, he was kind of my original run coach. And uh, Wayne, who owns uh, one of the running stores up in Kamloops now, uh, he worked at Peninsula at the time. So those were kind of my two running coaches. And they got me involved in, in triathlon. And, uh, you know, I did a few triathlons, um, a few Ironmans back in, you know, the early 2000s, and then got injured. Um, Probably just for a lack of a lot of other things, lack of nutrition, lack of other things that I just wasn't quite doing right, you know, not quite all the right pieces together. And then, you know, then business got in the way again, you know, focused on business. And so I've been back training again and I'm going to race again, just, you know, just turned 50. So, you know, going to. What's that race going to be? Well, I, it's funny. I actually got hurt again, you know, in the fall. So I just had surgery two weeks ago. I just had hernia, hernia surgery. Hernia surgery. So I, I had a ruptured hernia. Um, in December, which uh, kind of knocked me out. I was supposed to race 70.3 Dubai in January. So we had to postpone all of that. And then I found a great surgeon that's also a triathlete that got me in, you know, moved me from, uh, you know. Want to do some name dropping? Who's that? Oh, I don't know whether I should or not. Okay. And, you know, because he moved me ahead. Way I, ahead in the I had my so. surgery back in 2010. So I, no name? Uh, Dr. Conkin. Okay. Dr. Conkin, great guy. Really, really nice guy. He looked after me. So 
uh, I'm going to ride tonight. So this will be my first ride. And I was trying, you know, I went out a couple times and I just, it was with the hernia. It was just, it was painful and it would come out, you know, it was all kinds of issues that went along with that. So that kind of slowed all that down again. So it's hard, you know, we're right in the midst of the season now, you know, we have so many events, you know, I think, you know, basically starting last weekend at, you know, the 70.3 St. George, Utah, you know, was kind of the start of the main race season, you know, where we're involved with sponsorships and where we've got athletes out. So I think, you know, probably it's going to be training. It'll probably be the fall before I, I get something in again. I haven't quite figured. I'm going to race, um, I'm going to race Dubai. I'm going to race actually Bahrain in uh, December. I'm going to go there because we're actually sponsoring that race. So I'm going to be there anyways. And that was one of the ones on my list, you know, to do. So we'll, we'll do Bahrain in December. But, you know, I'll probably try to get a couple more in um, sometime before then. I think probably Barrelman in uh, Niagara, Niagara Falls. Falls yes. We're a sponsor of that, that one. We're the on-course nutrition provider. Is that kind of like hometown area for It you? is. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in southern Ontario. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, And it's just it's a gorgeous race. Mm-hmm. I was looking for a cool race to do. That is um, a beautiful venue, really well organized. So if you want to... Leave the Lower Mainland FitSpeak listeners. You heard it here first. Barrelman, Niagara Falls, and that's in the month of September. September. Um, We were talking a little bit earlier about connections with surgeons, but you obviously have connections with uh, some of the best triathletes in the world. Brent McMahon comes to mind. There's also some others. Um, Could you tell us about your connections with your sponsored athletes? Um, Perhaps maybe you can tell us their names and what your expectations are in a sponsorship relationship. You know, we've got some amazing athletes. And I think, you know, a lot of our athletes have approached us, which kind of is different. You know, a little different approach. I'm not, you know, we're not a a massive company like Gatorade. You know, we just don't throw money out at at people, you know. And and the things that I've learned, obviously, is, um, you know, companies like that have lots of money and they'll just buy their name on things. They'll buy the bottles. You know, they don't really care whether you, the athletes use their product or not, as long as, you know, you're using a Gatorade bottle. I shouldn't use names. I get sued for that. Um, big company names like that, you know, we'll use that. So they're willing to, you know, to pay big monies to have their bottles, to have their their jugs, you know, on sports fields and things like that. But, you know, um, we really want to make sure our athletes are using our product. We want to make sure that they are truly in love with, you know, what we're doing, you know, with the technology we've developed and the results that they get. And, you know, that's really the first criteria behind, you know, ever talking to any athlete is, you know, they've got to be a fan of our product. They've, they really have to approach us. You know, we've not really chased anybody. Everybody that we have has been people that have come to us and said, you know, we've had great success with your products. You know, they so who are some of those names? Well, you know, Brent is obviously, you know, is a big one for us. He's one of our original athletes. I think he's, you know, probably either the first or the second athlete we've ever brought on board. And, you know, he's a, a huge advocate. He uses, you know, basically the full line, you know, and he's passionate about it. You know, he's he's got his favorite flavors. And, you know, he sat in our booth in St. George, you know, um, Utah last weekend. And, uh, you know, his greens, our Farmer Greens products, he's a huge fan of Farmer Greens. And his, his favorite flavor is green apple. And he sold... You know, we only brought 12 units because it's a good seller for us, but it's not our number one seller. He sold all 12 bottles in that 40 minutes he was sitting in the booth, you know, because everybody wanted to know what Brent used. And, you know, that's what he uses. So, um, you know, Brent McMahon is great. Um, Jeff Simmons, you know, Jeff's a great, you know, local guy. And, you know, we, you know, as a one of the very few Canadian brands in this industry, you know, we're very one of only a handful of, you know, Canadian, you know, manufactured, owned brands you know we're really 
we look for Canadian athletes. You know, we really want to support our own, you know, and watch, you know, our industry grow here. So, you know, obviously Jeff from Penticton, um, you know, Sarah Gross, um, Nathan Killam, um, even Alicia, Alicia Kay, you know, she lives in the States, but she's a Canadian. She was born in the Okanagan. Um, so she's, you know, somewhat of a local girl. Yeah. Uh, Jen Arnett, who uh, raced you know, this past weekend in St. George, had a great race there, you know, um, had a flat, you know, she had a, and he was out for eight minutes changing a flat, you know, and still came in, you know, came back up, I think from 22nd, ran her way back into 10th, which was a great, you know, had she not lost the time, she mm. probably would have been, you know, right up, um, you know, potentially on the podium. So yeah. Jen is a new, one of our new athletes, you know, she's awesome. Uh, Jasper Blake, um, I'm sure I'm going to miss some, but you yeah. know, there's, and we have lots of ambassadors, you know, we've got a great ambassador program. I think in Canada, we've got, you know, about 85 ambassadors and they're all product advocates. They're all people that, you know, have come to us over the years at races, you know, um, whether they're elites or, you know, or just age groupers, you know, that have come and just been passionate about, you know, this is, you know, and it's something that we hear all the time. You know, we had a, a guy in St. George last weekend, you know, came to us on the, the Thursday, I think the first time on Thursday afternoon and came in and said, you know, I've, I have really no plan. You know, I've been using every different product in the industry. I've never found anything that works. Everything I've tried, I've got sick on, you know, and he said, tell me what you've got. So I, I kind of went through it with him and he said, you know what, I'm just going to try it. He says, I, you know, it's better than what I'm going to get on course. So I really have nothing to lose. I've, everything makes me sick anyways. And he came in after the race I came up to me and shook my head and said, it's the first time, you know, in 12 okay. years, okay. I've not been sick. Mm -hmm. First time in 12 years, I've not had GI issues. Afterwards. Okay, that kind of leads into my next question because, I mean, we can drop the G word. We're, you know, what we're talking about there. And that's pretty much the stock. And people have been using that for a number of years. So to start a brand new company to kind of challenge, you know, I mean, everybody's carving out their niche because it's a, it's a huge market and it seems to be increasing with baby boomers getting into swim, bike run and, and endurance sports of all kind. But um, it also comes with a cost. I mean, your stuff, F2C, is more expensive than Gatorade. So what makes it better for the athlete? Um, is Gatorade for, you know, how, how do you manage to broach the difference in cost? Well, you know, and that's really where it comes down to, you know, we're not, we're not a massive company. So it works a lot on that grassroots effort. You know, that's why we have the ambassadors and our athletes that talk about our products. And really it's a word of mouth, you know, it's, and for me, you know, as, you know, as an athlete or as a person, you know, I don't believe what I read anymore. I'm smart enough not to necessarily believe the ads. You know, when I see a company that has, you know, 40 pages of ads in magazines, I look at that and say to myself, there's a company that has nothing in their product because they got way too much margin. You know, the margins aren't there to do that if you're putting and building a real product, you know, because most of these things are, they're commodities. You know, nobody's going to buy it any cheaper than me in most cases. So, you know, the cost is fixed. So the only way to change your cost is don't actually put that ingredient in or put way less of that ingredient in and, and mix it up that way. So... Um, it really works on a, more of a grassroots, you know, um, people telling other people, you know, like this guy, you know, this is the only time I've not been sick. You know, he's mm -hmm. going to tell every one of his friends. He's not going to tell his friends when he gets sick, you know, using the G product. But when he has a great success, you know, and, and has a, the first time in 12 years not getting sick, he's going to tell all of his friends. And that's really how we've grown is is really that that word of mouth. And it's different. We've, we've had a different approach doing it. A lot of people look at us and go, well, you know, how come I don't find you in every cycling store in the U.S.? And, 
you know, as a brand, you know, and this is again, we're all bang the drums of a Canadian company, you know, Canada has some of the toughest regulations in the world um, as far as supplements, you know, and um, so you're talking about stuff that can and cannot, or I suppose mostly cannot go into a supplement. Yeah, it's things that can't go in are things that you've got to actually prove that are there. You know, we have the testing that are required when you make a product in Canada that just aren't required anywhere. In the U.S., you know, you can make a product and never test it. Is No testing is actually required in the U.S. for anything. So what's happened, you know, as a brand, you know, we looked at it and, you know, we're not the cheapest brand. You know, we're the highest quality brand and I think we have the best technology in our product. Um, we focused internationally as a brand. You know, we're in 100 other countries and that's really where we become strong. And, you know, we're just really coming into the U.S. this year. Um, with any of our brands, you know, just because it's it's kind of like the Wild West. Mm. So, you know, we um, we wanted to get strong elsewhere first and build a reputation, you know, that will follow us into some of these markets, you know, where we can have, you know, some of these top Ironman guys. And, mm. you know, we've got, a, you know, one of the top Ultraman athletes, you know, Anaki Delapara from, um, from Mexico, who's the current reigning um, Ultraman world champion. You know, same thing. He he approached us. He bought our products, bought them in retail, you know, at a GNC store in Mexico, loved it, you know, used it during Kona, you know, during the Ultraman, used our product and then called us after the race and said, hey, you know, I, I won Ultraman um, using your product. I just want to tell you how great it was. And um those are the kind of guys that, you know, help grow our brand, you know, in these other marketplaces. So let's go back to those guys and girls who, who you kind of see as your target audience. So what are the sorts of things um, are they buying and what would they buy it for? So, for example, uh, the fella from Utah who had his first great race in 12 years. What's, what product specifically was he using of yours? He was using the Glycodurance. So his kind of design, Glyco is our intra-race style product. It is our main race fuel product. And it's a unique product compared to anything else in the industry. You know, so it, how does it compare to the G thing? The G thing, well, you know, and what I tell people is, you know, the osmolality of a product. You know, where the, so what's that mean? It's the particle size. So it's the measurement of the solid particle of liquid. So a standard water particle will have a, an osmolality of 170. Blood plasma is between 180 and 200. Um, we've got patented technology on our product. So our product, Hydrodurance, which is one of our other products, it has a, an osmolality of 120, so it's actually about 35% smaller than a water particle. And that was actually the technology that we developed for cancer patients. You know, that was where that product came from. It has you know, worldwide patents on it for about the last eight years on a unique technology to change the pH level and to change the particle size. And we basically took that technology and made it into a race fuel, which is glycodurance. So the hydrodurance is basically a... What we call that one is is, a, is an electrolyte hydration product, not really a high-carb product. So the Hydrodurance is a great product. You know, if you're just doing a shorter race, you know, a sprint or Olympic distance where, you know, you need hydration, you need electrolytes, but you don't really need the carbs. You don't need the calories necessarily. It's an ideal product for that because it gets you, you know, the electrolytes. It gets you the hydration absorbed very, very well. So for our average athlete out there who's doing their first perhaps 5K running race or 10K running race or perhaps they're out at uh, the Mission Speedway on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and they're doing a race of less than an hour, what's that product again called? That one's called Hydrodurance. So that's, that's the ideal product for that. It utilizes our, our main electrolyte blend. You know, our electrolyte blend at this point is probably the most advanced electrolytes in the industry. Um, it came out of a 26-week clinical trial that we did last summer with 60 members of the elite Garmin race team in Europe. 
So it was a, a really unique clinical trial, and that was the baseline for all of our electrolytes and all of our products now. So we had a change, you know, basically the end of last season, just before Challenge last year, was when we launched, um, Challenge Pantictin was when we launched the, the new electrolyte blend in the on-race, on-course on products that we used at Challenge. So you were using those at that race in August? Yes, we did have Thank that. you. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that was, uh, it, it's a unique electrolyte blend. It's something that, you know, there's only two of us in the world that are, even on par with the electrolytes. So we have some very unique technologies. We found some really unique sources for, um, for our electrolytes. You know, we use a sodium citrate where most brands are using sodium chloride. Um, the citrate is absorbed, you know, 400% better than a chloride. Um, we use the potassium citrate instead of the potassium chlorides. And then the big one is magnesium. And that's something that's missing. If you look at almost all the electrolyte products in the industry, you know, they'll have only just a very, very tiny amount. They'll have 100, you know, 160 milligrams of sodium, but they'll have, you know, two milligrams or three milligrams of magnesium. They just put is it, it that it's expensive or? No, it's it's in the current sources that were available in the industry um, just create GI issues. You know, whenever you get more than about 30 milligrams and you can take a magnesium, if you just take it in a capsule in the morning, you know, one time, first thing in the morning, you'll be okay with it. But it's spread over that it's taking those consistent loads over uh, a two-hour or three-hour period works as a laxative, so any uh, which is not what we need at all, you know. And that's those are I think some of the things that I learned, you know, back you know when I was having GI issues, mm -hmm. you know, years ago. When I look, go back to the products, then they had too much magnesium, too much you know of that source of magnesium. So we sourced a new type of magnesium called magnesium bisglycinate. And it's a magnesium that's absorbed um, about 400% better than a magnesium oxide or citrate. And it doesn't create any of the GI issues. So it's allowed us to increase our magnesium dosages dramatically. So where most brands are one or two milligrams, we're 100 milligrams per serving. Um, and what's that available in now? That's in, the, it's in, in all of our products. So that same blend is in hydrodurance, uh, glycodurance, um, Endurance 5 to 1, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. That's I was just going to ask you now, what has the mad scientist or mad chemist been up to lately? I've, I've been hearing rumors, but I didn't want to. Anything you can share or disclose with our listeners right now? Yeah, we have, we have a couple new ones that are coming. And, you know, one of the things that um, it's a great thing, and it's, it's also a challenging thing for us. You know, we're an informed sports certified brand. So we're one of the only, there's only 20 of us in the world that have full informed sports certification. So What's that mean? Informed sport is the highest level of banned substance-free testing. So it's the, it's the Olympic level. So there's informed choice and there's NSF. You know, there's a few other certifiers out there, but the informed sport is, is basically the highest level of banned substance-free testing, which requires testing of every production batch that you do. So it has to be tested prior to release, which can be challenged sometimes because, you know, you'll make something, you know, it'll be sitting on your dock. You know, Endurance 5 to 1 has been done sitting on our dock for 12 weeks waiting for the testing to be completed, and we can't sell it until the testing is through. Even though we know it's clean, even though we've done our own testing on everything, we actually have to have the certificate back from them. So Endurance 5 to 1 is done. It's ready. It's spectacular taste amazing so it's a five to one carb to protein ratio um infra race style product it builds a 700 calorie bottle mm. that's very very drinkable um it utilizes the carb uh, from our glycodurance it has the electrolyte blend in it, it has sustamine in it um and it's in it's, it, it tastes great it's in a uh, mango banana and a strawberry banana so they're really good flavors it mixes really well so that one is out soon as soon as the testing is done we have um 
Amino Durance, which is also done. Again, waiting for testing. That's going to be an amazing product. That's one I get I get asked about all the time. When is your aminos coming? And it's a, it's a BCA product. So it's a three one-to-one uh, branch chain amino product. One of the unique things that we've done, though, is... Um, you know, 98% of the branch chains in the market, uh, branch chain amino acids, come from China. And they're basically fermented on animal hair. So they'll oh. use um, horse hair or chicken feathers. And then they use um, a conventional solvent to wash the amino acids off of the hair that they use as the source for the fermentation. Um, the aminos that we use are vegan. So they come, uh, Ajinomoto is the, the actual patent holder of branch chain aminos. They're, they're the originators of it. Um, no horse hair? No horse hair on, on red beets. So they're fermented on beet, and then they use a water extraction process to remove it. So it's clean. There's no solvents. There's no chemicals. There's no garbage in it. So I'm, I'm really about the clean product. You know, with our whole line, you know, we have no artificial flavors, colors, sweeteners, or preservatives in anything. So we really, you know, because it's something, you know, I, I build it that something that I would take, you know, and that's something I wouldn't take. So mm -hmm. we want to make sure we always have the cleanest ingredients. So, um Amino Durance is coming out. That also has the electrolyte blend in it that came out of the uh, the Garmin clinicals that we did. Um, and it has sustamine in it. So the sustamine is in a number of our products. Sustamine is a really cool ingredient. It's a, it's a fermented um, amino acid, alanine and glutamine. So they're both in a fermented um, bonded state. And they basically um, will attach onto the water particle. And as the ingredient, whatever, you know, whatever product it is, passes through the stomach into the intestine and the body basically strips those nutrients off. If it takes the carbs off, strips the electrolyte off, leaving you the water particle. The sustamine stays bound to the water particle. And in clinical trials, we saw a 26% increase in the rate of hydration. So it actually pushes that water into the cells 26% faster. How's that going to show up in a person's race results? Hydration is is key. You know, you can, and people laugh at me when I say this, but, you know, you could do an Ironman if you're hydrated. You know, you could do it without carbs. You know, hydration, you know, 1% dehydration is equivalent to a 12% muscle loss or muscle output, you know, power output from the muscles. Is that in the longer races, shorter races? It's in both long and short. You know, if you are dehydrated, you're not performing. So hydration is, is such a key factor. And, you know, that delivery of those nutrients, the electrolytes, you know, into the system, it, it all binds together. It's all, you know, it's all part of one. So it, it's a crucial part, you know, hydrate. And that's, that's where most people miss out. You know, it's, I, I, we see people all the time, you know, we, we see it at Ironman events. We see them at races, you know, in the, in the tents with IVs in their arms, you know, because they're so dehydrated they can't stand up. So, um, you know, getting that hydration, and that's really what we've, we've talked about and everything that we've done is we've talked about. Everything is built around hydration as a key factor, you know. Um, What's one of the biggest challenges uh, that you're facing now or suspect you'll face in the future in, in running your company? I think, you know, there, there's always regulatory challenges and, you know, it's and it's competition challenges. That's, you know, you kind of touched a little bit on that um, as we especially as we come into the U.S. market. You know, people will look at this and go, well, how come I can buy, you know, a protein or a recovery product, you know, from ABC company in the U.S. and it's $40, but yours is $49. You know, why is it different? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so those are an ongoing challenge because the rules aren't there. You know, internationally, we have no challenges. You know, it's um, we're on the level playing field. But, you know, in the markets, you know, that, that lack some of the regulatory, you know, people will put anything into bottles. You know, you can you can Google, you know, the amount of lawsuits, you know, protein spiking. You know, protein spiking has been a, a very common thing, you know, in recovery products. 
So what's that mean, protein spiking? Well, what, what companies will do is instead of taking a whole protein, you know, like a whey protein isolate or whey concentrate, and, you know, whey isolate, it's, it's a commodity product. You know, whey isolate, you know, is bought and sold on as a commodity in the market. It's about $7 a pound to buy pure whey isolate. Before you do anything to it, it's 7 bucks a pound. But isolate's very thin, and it's, it's the easiest one that people, it's the one that people commonly cheat on. What they'll do is they'll take a, a single amino acid, like a, an L-glycine, you know, glycine is odorless, tasteless. It mixes instantly. It's clear. Um, glycine is 30 cents a pound versus isolate at $7 a pound. And it all yields nitrogen. So when you do a standard protein test, unless you actually test, you know, and break the individual amino acids down, um, most the most common testing is a nitrogen test, which just will test the amount of nitrogen in a product. You know, they can replace glycine Glycine actually, when you take a free-form amino acid, will register 100% glycine. If you put 10 grams of glycine in, it'll register as 10 grams of protein. Hmm. Even if you use real protein, you know, at the very best, you know, an isolate, we have probably the highest biological value or a highest protein percentage of any isolate in the industry because of our technology. Our isolate yields 90%. So even at that, you know, when we put 10 grams of isolate in, it only yields 9 grams of actual protein. So guys are replacing, you know, protein. They're replacing isolate that costs $7 a pound with 30 cents a pound glycine. It doesn't absorb. It's not the same. All it does is yield nitrogen. It yields a test, but, you know, you don't absorb it at all. You just basically pee it right out the other end. Good for profits, but not so good for the athlete. Absolutely. And that's where a lot of people have GI issues. You know, they, they take these products. And, you know, last year in the U.S. alone, I think there was, you know, the FDA went after... 60 companies for protein spiking you know it was a very very common thing things that you don't see in canada mm-hmm. you know you don't see the canadian companies get wrapped up in that because our rules and regulations in canada are so strong you know that um you just can't do that you know we're monitored by health canada and that's you know as a canadian manufacturer we can go basically anywhere in the world you know we're accepted at the very highest level you know when i go into australia with our brand there we make everything in canada our plants you know in the lower mainland here um, everything that we do worldwide is made in the lower mainland. And, you know, when we export to Australia, we don't have to requalify anything. We don't have, they don't send inspectors over. They look at, you know, they look at our certifications and go, well, you're, you're Canadian certified. You're certified by Health Canada. There's nothing higher than that. It's the Health Canada certs that you have are higher than we generate in Australia. So you, we don't even look at your product. It just goes right in. Let's change the topic from protein to drugs now. And everybody's favorite, who's an endurance junkie, for the most part, is also a caffeine junkie. So, Greg, are you a coffee guy? I am a coffee guy. Tell us about uh, some of your favorite coffee shops down here in the Lower Mainland. Uh, Nathan Killam, uh, one of your sponsored athletes, he he started talking, and I think he's almost finished speaking. Uh, Very passionate about coffees. We had a great conversation with Nathan. Um, Any favorites for you in the area? Well, you know, probably one of my favorites is, is in um, Fort Langley, Wendell's. You know, it's, it's kind of on my cycling route, you know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of my halfway point, you know, when I'm riding. Um, and it's just, it's a fun environment, you know. It's a cool little coffee shop, and it's typically full of, you know, either cyclists or motorcyclists, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that, that's one of my favorites. You got great coffee, and they got great snacks, you know. And also keeping it local into craft brew at all? Not as not not so much more um, you know kind of craft wine and and you know one thing I did see and, I, and I'm I'm drawing a blank on the name of their company so I'm not going to be really good promoting their brand but there's a brand new uh, craft distillery that just opened up in um, in Fort Langley as well mm-hmm. so I passed it you know 
Um, I was actually on the motorcycle checking out uh, new territories because I couldn't ride my bike yet a couple uh, weeks ago. But they just opened up um, up around, I think it was on 240th, okay. uh, Fort Langley. But they're doing, um, it's all farm growing. Mm. Um, they're doing, I think, a vodka and a whiskey. Uh, so it's kind of the first craft distillery wow. kind of in that lower mainland area. And they're, all their stuff is grown right on their farm there. So mm. it's... Um, it looks very cool. Okay. So, well, thank you so much for your time. Excellent. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, happy racing to everybody. It's going to be a busy season. There's a lot of great races out there, and uh, we finally have some sunshine. So, mm. that's Greg Cohen from F2C Nutrition out of Pitt Meadows. Good to see a local company is really making a name for themselves in the competitive world of sports nutrition products. And for our FitSpeak listeners, tune in to our upcoming full FitSpeak podcast for details on our giveaway contest to a dynamic race events triathlon, courtesy of Greg and Glenda at F2C and Angie over at Dynamic Race Events. For FitSpeak Express, I'm Kevin Hines.